Before diving into today's episode, did you know that this podcast has a supporters club? By becoming a member, you not only gain access to exclusive content, but also play a crucial role in supporting your favorite podcast. See the link in the episode description to find out more. Now, let's get back to the episode. So, you know, it just doesn't make any sense. What would Fire and Fury go into a jamboree and talking about himself, which is pretty much every day. It's always about him, not about the government, not about the country, not about improvements to any sort of infrastructure at all. Now he's picking a fight with one of our worst enemies ever, which is more of a mirror picture if you think about it because their guy is just as insane as our guy. Only thing is, our guy is reaching that old age where he just yells at clouds, whereas the other one is progressive but raised by a crazy, well, something about the Ung regime hasn't been right since. And now everybody's like, we need to lean on China. We need to lean on China. Been leaning on China for years and China's been leaning on us, man. They ain't getting nowhere leeway, even with Donald Trump in office. So, you know, and not to mention all those licenses that went through to cover his stuff. Keep in mind, America first though, right? Ah, oh, man. And then of course, remember, North Korea's buddies with Russia, so... How come Russia not doing anything? I mean, oh well, they already did. They managed to tell a lot of our diplomats to leave and pretty much downsize our embassy. So it's a lot of crap going on. All this giant dysfunction. But I'm getting a little too ahead of myself. Welcome to the J-Man Show here on J360 Radio. Hey, J360 Legion, guess what? I'm back. Yeah, I bet y'all thought you weren't going to get another J-Man Show episode anytime soon, huh? Eh, nah, I wouldn't leave y'all like that. I'm sorry for the delay on this series, ladies and gentlemen, but trust me, there's some methods to the madness here. Well, one, you know, as I mentioned before, I rebuilt the YouTube channel and I'm moving all sorts of J360 material there. So chances are... If this, say, like, J360 Radio is on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spreaker, and Google Podcasts, okay, well, it also will make its appearance on the YouTube channel, just for convenience for all of you to see all of our stuff. You know what I mean? You don't have to go too far to see a live show from us, because the archive will be there on YouTube. You don't have to go too far to see a J360 film, because chances are it's going to be there on YouTube, unless it's on the festival kick. You know, we're all working on ways to make it more convenient for all of you. Of course, you know, you can hit us up on Twitter or Facebook just to keep in contact with us and what we're doing. And we still have our main webpage, which is showcasing all of our work, too. So that's just working on infrastructure. Another thing is I didn't want the Cyclone series to be too far behind from the J-Man show. So I wanted to go ahead and work with that for a little bit. You know, whereas I'm cool with, by myself working on this show, I also like being part of a team and I want to go ahead and help my team come along and the Cyclone being the second team in the J360 radio format, you kind of want to have that synergy between the series. They're about to hit 20, whereas this, now that I'm back into the groove, we're going to get to 40, so it's, it's going to work and you never know, I might pull a double special again. Wow, wouldn't that be crazy if I actually pulled one for both series? 
Huh. Anyway, we have another secret project that's going to make its reveal soon. And I know I've been saying this on every single show the Power Play is going to launch. And it's just one of them things you're just going to have to wait and see. But while I've been going, though, I've been also keeping tabs on the social climate around here. Yeah, I'm not really fond of what I see either. I mean, after all, you know, I thought we would get better. But then you consider what we have in office and how that all trickles down into our vices. If anything, 2017 should be not only the year of Rude Awakening, not only the year of lies, 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 but it's also the year of escalation and smoke and mirrors. Because why is it that every time we get closer to seeing that Incompetence Inc. is doing a lot of illicit illegal things, that more controversies come up? Okay, first was the sanctions against Russia. You know, Putin then telling all of our diplomats to go home, pretty much downsizing our embassies. Trump went ahead and signed the okay for the sanctions anyway. So it's, it's kind of like a hollow victory there, but he's still saying that, oh, this whole thing of us colluding with Russia is a witch hunt. Yeah, nobody knows a witch hunt better than him. After all, remember the birthers thing? Stay woke. Stay woke. Because keep in mind, fake news, any news that is against him that should keep him accountable that he doesn't like, it's fake news. <laughs> and now, what would the other crap going on with North Korea... Which never fizzled out any. Like, they've been saying a bunch of threats to us for about as long as they've been a sovereign nation in their own mind. They've always been saying stuff against us and firing off missiles and everything else. But this time, however, allegedly it can reach the mainland. You all knew this was going to happen. You all knew that after subsequent failures, what do you do? You rethink and you get better at something, right? What makes you think that that doesn't apply to North Korea? And we all know how crazy that regime is over there and how ruthless they are. You would think that after a while they would be capable of some success in their favor. But the thing is, don't let this fear-mongering and this social climate make you think that the United States is defenseless either. We're not. We're able to keep up. We are not that behind in certain things now there's a lot of things that we should hold in high value that popular opinion doesn't want us to hold in high value because we like to believe in that hedonism and shit that's starting to catch up with us and despite all the flaws that incompetent ink and uh what the rest of our congress does you got to remember that these people didn't get into these offices by themselves there's a majority of us who really don't pay attention to the ones that we put in these offices rather than put in competent people rather than put in people that are supposed to do their job we twisted it up and we listened to what we wanted to hear instead of what we need to hear pretty much what you're seeing paying the price for it is mass dysfunction and as we of the great people of this country keep bickering pointing fingers at calling each other out shaming each other doing everything that's spiteful and vice of each other well it ain't wonder that these people keep pulling the sorts of strings on us these people our opposition keeps beating us every chance they get because we like to destroy ourselves we like to go ahead and cause each other more pain and torment sometimes for monetary value and other times because of ego i'm sure there's people out there jealous of me just because i'm putting together a podcast and it could be a crap podcast it could be a lowest of the low kind of podcast and they would still get mad about it because they're at the top of the food chain and they don't want to see me succeed and you can see all of this stuff everywhere I mean, you think about it. Like, say, like, there's a job you want and you have worked hard. You have invested in college so you could have that job. 
and chances are you go up there and there's somebody else that's the candidacy for that job he or she doesn't nearly have the skill set you do but they have other illicit things that could probably win them that job you know what i'm saying they don't have the skill set you do they could be the boss's offspring niece or nephew or it could be a very attractive female that's within her 20s that looks very well in a bikini all sorts of illicit things i know that sounds sexist for me but hey honestly every time we keep yelling at each other about these things and shaming each other doesn't mean it doesn't happen you understand what i'm saying People go ahead and they praise people's looks too. It's not the fact that you have a strong mindset and you carry yourself well no matter what, but the thing is is that they're going to judge you for these things. And what's so sad about it all is you could be that ideal candidate they need. You may not be the one they want worth a damn, and of course our wants always trumps our needs. And yes, that's a play on words in a most ironic sense. Because we damn sure didn't need it, Donald Trump. He act like we all needed him to be president. We all wanted him to be president. Now, quite a bit of you wanted him to be president because he said what you wanted to hear. But we didn't need him. We didn't need his rhetoric. We didn't need any of the trashy things about him. If anything, if I was his age, I'd be sitting out there at Mar-a-Lago all the time playing golf and stuff and not worrying about the stress of the presidency. You see what I'm saying? If I was to run for president, I would have done it during my progressive year. But you see, the thing about it is, when you're 36 years old, that's the time, the minimal amount of age you can go. You know? But at least I would like to know the system, study for my job, and everything else. Like, say, like, you did all the homework for your job, and you got discounted out because they said, oh, you're overqualified. So you gotta deal with bullshit like that. Or, like, if you're of a certain age, now they try to throw ageism in everything that is. See, I ain't worried about racism and stuff because I know racism is going to be here for as long as we're going to be here, depending on which one of these whacked-out world leaders blow us up first. But let me tell you this, though. Don't let it stop you. Just do the best you can. Learn from what's going on. And remember your worth, okay? But also remember you got to roll your sleeves up and get dirty like everybody else too because a lot of people don't want to go to work. A lot of people don't want to do work. A lot of people think, hey, this is my social life. My social life comes first. My social life comes first. Yeah, okay, and your damn mindset it is. And you can also blame movies for this crap too because, you see, nine times a ten, they don't show them actually going to work and doing their job. They show all the craziness that goes on when they want to go ahead and pursue egocentric things in the real world though you got to work with people you got to work within the system i mean yeah the system's not fair but hell are we ever really fair sometimes in our lives think about it a lot of us are not exactly pure you understand what i'm saying we strive to be we strive to bring out the best in ourselves but there are times when you think about it we don't really like certain things we don't like having to be in a routine task but sometimes a routine task is there so that we can keep our flow going. And then there's times when things get too hard and we want it to be simple, but then when we get the simple things, oh, we're like, we're not being challenged enough. And then the fact that we have so many choices in our lives, that kind of messes with us too, because after a while, we don't try to look into the reactions, the repercussions, and the recourses of what our choices are. Like, say, like, if you were to study for your math exam, and you don't pursue that, you go play Batman Arkham Asylum or something, you know, chances are, when the day of the test comes, you might shit a brick because you didn't do anything for it. Or you might try to say, uh, I'm going to postpone. And the thing about it is, that was your week so that you could get ready for that event because there's something big coming along your way. And then little distractions that seep into everything. Because keep in mind, Donald Trump is a master of distraction. 
Every single time, when we got closer to this Russia probe, what happened? Uh, Trump Tower has been wiretapped. And that's only the beginning of the insanity. And then they were all about finding leaks. And then certain people that were in there dedicated to the president got thrown out. Uh, Scarmucci, he gone in 10 days before his job is really supposed to begin. And then you see, like, Spicer had to go ahead and resign first. Because I guess he got tired of being the bottom basement boy. After a while, you'll see that certain people, even though they put on that false face and they lie for people and things like that, it's probably a lot to handle considering what kind of person Donald Trump is. I, I always sit there and think this. Would I have voted for him if I wasn't who I am? If I really didn't pay attention to exactly what comes out of his mouth? I try not to think about that, but I do know that Anti-J does exist out there somewhere. I'm probably sure he has a show too. <laughs> but you know, enough about me, but the social climate of how this all trickles down. I've said it before and I'll say it again. We as the nation, because our government is all sorts of messed up right now, I think the Democrats are even threatening a government shutdown. See, it's too much going on. But we as the nation, we gotta get away from this ethnocentrism crap and we gotta work together. You don't have to be anybody's best friend and you don't have to go and hang out with each other and celebrate the same football team. That's asking a bit much. But when it comes to trying to get through these tough times, just be brothers in arms and work together. Just do what you gotta do to get where you need to be. That's the only way we're ever gonna make it. And I've noticed that when I started working more with my teammates again, instead of just saying, oh, you know, this is my show, this is my solo hour, this is what I do. But I really had to take a few days and think about what J360 Productions is about. And it's about the team that I'm trying to build. And it's like some of the people I've met, they'll never be in this thing again because they were never about. But then you'll realize that there are some people there that are about the team that want to see you succeed, but they notice that they don't want to be a part of that group because they want to go on their own tangent. And that's fine too. But as long as there's like this mutual agreement that you know that you don't bust each other's chops and everything else, sabotage one another, and you know what the end goal is, you have direction there. And if you hit rock bottom, use that as your platform to propel you back in to where you want to be at. Because where you were going obviously wasn't the right pathway. That's why you keep hitting that rock bottom. And we're going to hit rock bottom big time if we don't control ourselves, calm down, shut our mouths a little bit sometimes. Yeah, I know. I've always said something about speaking on your behalf, picking your battles. This is where that comes into play. Because picking your battles, sometimes peace is better than being right all the time. And sometimes your enemy will probably destroy themselves before you ever destroy it. And that, I think that's kind of what the North Koreans are trying to do. If anything, this pretty much is a confidence game. You know, yeah, they're stepping up to us. They're telling us, yeah, we testing these missiles. We know you got some. But at the end of the day, guess what? We testing you. We testing you. We in your face. Yeah, we're going to step to you. And we all know how Donald Trump is about that kind of stuff. Donald Trump isn't one of those kind of leaders that show temperance. Being calm. Assessing the situation with intelligence rather than full force. Donald Trump is not that kind of person. He's over here threatening these people with fire and fury. Does that make sense? Really? See, sometimes I'm noticing this. When a lot of people like to talk shit, chances are the ones that talk the most, they're the ones that get beat down the most. The one that is actually with tranquil fury and coming up in there and knowing full well you did something wrong, he's about ready to kick your ass and you can't talk him down, that's the one that's gonna win because they're not wasting all that time running the mouths and you gotta think. This, this hostility that comes from this White House and everybody over here doing all this infighting because you know damn well there's something about this leadership here, and I'm using quotes on that, that isn't right. You all know this. I know even the ones of you that are holding 
the batons for this man and ready to run a decathlon for him and all sorts of relay races and going out and say, yeah, I will run through a force of flames for you, DT. You forget, right? This guy is supposed to represent us on the global scale and he's not doing a good job and he's only representing about, what, a third of American life while trying to rub out middle class and trying to exploit the working class and trying to make sure that all lazy people will get an advantage in some way, even though they're not telling the police that they can go ahead and brutalize us, minorities especially, during a time when minorities are really not having a good relationship with the police. Big time nowadays. This mass dysfunction has got to stop. You don't start a war you can't hope to win, and there's too many going on right now. You got Jeff Sessions in the Justice Department saying, well, I'm gonna restart the war on drugs, and I, I would like to throw certain things. I'm gonna look into the affirmative action of colleges. What the hell does that mean, really? Look, we all have opportunities, and if you're willing to work and do your damnedest for those opportunities, you can achieve them. But nowadays, it's all about everybody's got either itchy trigger fingers, thin skin, or always worried about something they can't control. Have you noticed that? They can talk about you, but you can't talk about them. They can start stuff with you, but you can't retaliate to them. They can always be right about you, but damn if you prove them wrong about you. See. That's why I don't care for society right now. I care for what we could evolve into in the positive way, but I don't care for this downward spiral that's going on and currently festering because every time the orange overcome opens his mouth. When you are the president, you are the president for all people, especially people who don't like you. Obama understood that. Why in the world are you all saying that the 45th president understands this better than Obama? No, he does not. And you can see that. You can hear it if you shut your mouth. Instead of just going on social media and blowing it out trying to prove to other people why they're wrong. Why they need to shut up and all that kind of stuff. Oh, they're hurting my president's feelings. He could care less about any of us, and he damn sure cares less about you. I don't care how many times he run around and does rallies. The man hasn't done a bit of work since he's been in there. He's been golfing. And I guess if you have to shoot 18 holes and you're really not good at that, I mean, it is work. Like, they'll go ahead and lie for this man and talk about how physically fit he is. Hell, this shit is crazy. If I wasn't even trying to get fit, I'm more <laughs> adept than him. Have you guys even looked at him? He's like a sideshow. And all that follow him seem to be clowns. Some of the smartest people. There are some smart people in there, but they blindsided. It's, it's like working at a job where your boss here is inept and doesn't know why his business is failing. And you point out why his business is failing and he gonna fire you the next day because he doesn't like facts. He likes to live by opinions. He likes to live by what he likes to live by. And yeah, there are a lot of people out there like that, you know, which is why I say this. Some people want those leadership positions, but they don't even understand the L in the word leadership. Well, actually, they kind of do. They understand the alternative one of it, which is called loss, which is called losing. And of course, you know, they're going to take a lot of those L's, but they never turn them into lessons. And they never turn them into, you know what? Me and this person might not be best friends, but if you're in my team, I will do the best I can to protect you until you throw yourself out in the minefield and then there's nothing I can do for you anymore. Quite a lot of people I worked with know that situation. He left me high and dry. He left me high and dry. You threw yourself out there into a foxhole and blew yourself up. You strapped a bomb to yourself. You messed yourself up. If I try to pick you up and clean you off, why do you got to roll around and shit? 
And then after a while, you get tired because you got to make sure that you yourself are okay. And then the rest of the people that are in your charge are okay. Some people call it a burden, but I call it a responsibility because it's something you need to do. Things that you need to do that you don't like to do, that's a burden. And at age 30, I think it's a little bit tiresome to have so many burdens. Be responsible about it. That's why you got a lot of man-children running around here. Hell, pretty much, we elected a man-child. And you could go ahead and say, hey, liberals are man-children, Jay. Oh, uh, conservatives are a bunch of man-children, Jay. Right now, everybody is acting like a man-child. If you're not pulling yourself together, if you're not rolling your sleeves up, and if you're not making any changes, but you're talking about changes, you're a man-child. You're over there just going ahead and saying everything that you want to say, but you're not putting the work in. And this goes for a lot of people who are filmmakers or are in the filmmaking industry too. Or actually any creative industry. Oh, it's hard. It's a lot of work. You don't know what I go through. I don't have to know what you go through. I can relate in some ways. But I also know in order for this to succeed, I'm going to be at that desk with my notebook writing what I need to write. I'm going to be at the field, looking what I need to look at, go ahead and survey the areas. I'm gonna be talking to the people, making sure that they sign documents and try to make sure that we're functional about this, keep everything set in stone because you gotta keep that communication door open. A lot of people love to shut down and say, well, I did what I need to do. Didn't even say two words to the man to the point where he knows your name and knows who you are. You understand what I'm saying? You gotta make sure you're at that level where people can reference and talk to you and stuff. Nowadays, we don't talk like anything. We talk on our computers, we talk on our technological devices, but when's the last time you had a interpersonal conversation with somebody verbally? You understand that? A lot of people don't know how to network. And at the end of the day, they wonder why they don't meet people. This conflict of interest. Elder people know how to speak to each other because that's all they had back in the day. That was their technology. But you see, all of us, and they love to call us millennials. Oh, why can't we understand millennials? What is this about millennials? Lumped us all together. Now I understand exactly how certain people in the Latin communities don't like that sort of situation because they all come from different countries. And somewhere along the line, some people that want to categorize everything, put them under one roof. Long time ago, I was Generation Y. I'm still going to stick by that Generation Y thing because I'm not too fond of what follows. Don't get it twisted and say like, oh, Jay, is a, is, uh, Jay, Jay doesn't like the younger generation. That's not true. But some of the strange trends that come out of the younger generation just weird me out a little bit, yeah. And some of y'all act like you actually own some of the trends that you made. No, what happened was you went on Google one night and you researched what some of the people did in the 1920s or any of those other ages before you were born, and you try to make it cool again. And you say, oh, if you can't do that, you're not a part of our group. I don't care what I'm a part of. I'm here, you're here, go fuck yourself. Keeping it real with all of you on this. You know, that kind of stuff is ridiculous. And it's to the point where it's not helping the overall spectrum of things. You can go back to your comfort zone, to your personal lives, whatever you want to do. That's cool, because that's your time. But if I'm going to work with you, if I'm going to hire you, and if we're all going to come together in this, we got to give time to each other. And we got to give time to our industry. And I mean, listening to advice is good, but you got to know what you want and you got to go for it. And don't be afraid to ask for help and change your ways from your flaws. The only thing you can hope to do is rise above them and just try never to let them take hold of you again so that you can make an impact. But unfortunately though, we still have to deal with a lot of people who just don't get it until something happens to them. And at that point, let me tell you some of you leaders out there, some of y'all will be doing it a lot different than me, but you are not their babysitter. 
Whoever is in your charge, you are not their babysitter. If they are at the age of 18 and over, they're adults. The best thing you can do is give them some advice, let them know what's going on, and give them the confidence to go ahead and do that job. But if they're not doing that job like anything, you gotta say what you need to say about it. And if it ever gets to that point where it's the third time, you gotta let them go because they're not about it. You do the best you can and you work with them. Everybody works together. There's no manager that sits there and says, you need to do all this, get this done, and then walks away. No, if you're a leader, you're there with your people working. But the thing about it is, some of y'all, if you're lazy and you're not about the work and stuff like that, maybe the best thing you could have done was stay home. It's a very horrible thing, and a lot of people end up staying over or end up being late because of it, but that's what happens when the one cog doesn't work with the system. And you can go ahead and give a few hours of your time to do that. You could. Unfortunately, though, it really goes up to the top when it comes to some of these businesses, though, and the way they're going about these industries and holding us up in certain aspects. Like, the world is built around the 40-hour work week. I don't know why in the world they are trying so hard to stiff us on these hours. Not to mention the money that we get. You understand what I'm saying? Benefits package, we could have had that. We could have had all of these things set. But somewhere along the line, mismanagement and dysfunction came into the world. And capitalism failed us. Everybody went ahead and took their anger out on socialism. And socialism always been here as much as capitalism been here. It's not like we all can't get jobs. We go through the motion in the system like everybody else. But there's something in the works that always gums it up. Or some issue dealing with your past jobs that probably you weren't even responsible for. Or you were a victim to because they were lying and stuff. And they don't want to see you get ahead. Blackballing. All that stuff is the problem with the job climate. You know, I remember this while, while I was dealing with my unemployment and stuff. I remember this crazy stuff, right? They made it seem like I went to jail. And I know I never went to jail. You understand what I'm saying? But because my bosses weren't exactly good people, you know, but I went ahead and I did my job. I did my work and I got out of there. And I was just taking all the money I needed. Because that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to stack your money up. Not everybody's going to like you. Not everybody wants to be your best friend. But you got to carry on because that's your job for now. And when you go through worse jobs, you can go through life rather easily. But to be honest with you, though, I probably would have done it different because I probably would have went into fast food instead of stocking sodas. But that's a whole different take about the origin of J-Man here. But you see, what I'm saying is, is that these people will speak badly about you try to mess your future goals up, do whatever they can to bamboozle and sabotage you, either because of jealousy or because of the way they see it, and that's already bias, and all sorts of other things because of bad word of mouth. And that's not cool. I mean, just because you couldn't control that person and just because you weren't paying them the money they needed to survive and you're upset because they went ahead and looked elsewhere, you weren't doing anything for them. And we as the human race, we have to evolve. It's just like how a lot of people freak out about, oh, well, the United States isn't going to speak English much longer. Uh, it's going to actually be a on the lower scale because everybody's going to be speaking either Spanish or Chinese, and I'm scared. Once again, that's just the sign of the times. We are going to have to evolve at some point. We're going to have to get better at some point. Like, we're not even high on education like we should be. And that's how we keep getting beat out by other countries. We got to hold our education to high result. And, you know, considering who the Secretary of Education is, we need to hold on to that now. Stuff doesn't make sense anymore. You know the public schools need money. 
You know, education is a gift and a value. Yeah, sure, like, after you're done with secondary school, there's a huge price tag there. But if you're busting your ass to get that bachelor's degree, and associates even, and to eventually get to that master's degree, you're in it to win it. You want the whole nine yards. You want to be able to sit, look at those people in the eye and say, you know what, this wasn't given to me, I earned it. Now, at the end of that whole recourse is, some people get wrapped up in the money pit and they have to pay all that stuff back. I understand. I understand it. You know, it's going to happen to me again. It's going to happen to everybody again because I'm looking at the master's programs of where I need to go next. But, you know, deep down on the inside, it's always a challenge in front of us, but we got to face these challenges. We can't just break down, do the Donald Trump thing, be full of vices and all this other stuff. Sit there scared. Make your move. And that's how you get out of the areas of mass dysfunction and into that functional area that a lot of people will look at you and they'll be freaked out because they don't know how to stop being dysfunctional. But since you're here as part of the J360 Legion and I'm doing my show right now, I figure I can give you a couple of hints on how to do it. You know, at the end of the day, if you're dating somebody that doesn't see you being a success in future years, you need to let them go. You understand what I'm saying? Unless you got kids involved in the whole thing, then at the end of the day, try to make them do better by making yourself do better. There should be no reason why you're not out here trying to be what you want to be and look into other aspects of how you can help change this world around. The energy crisis needs to be fixed. That's going to even be a bigger pot considering the Secretary of Energy. The environment needs to be looked into considering who's gag ordering that. We all need clean water and food. These are things for us all to look into. And we can lose a lot when we don't give a damn. Not giving a damn is really what's holding us all back. And it will hit us hard when we least expect it. See, I'm not worried about this World War III and this war scare and stuff like that. Because I think ever since I grew hair on my face, I've been in war. Matter of fact, fuck it. I've been in war since I've been in primary school. Let's be real. A lot of people didn't like me. A lot of administrators didn't care for me. A lot of kids didn't think I was awesome as much as some of y'all probably think I am. And even in adulthood, there's still a bunch of sorry bastards out there that wouldn't mind taking a crack at Jay, man. But here's the thing. Jay swings back. I win in different ways. And so can you. We all can. And a lot of people that like to talk shit, they talk shit because they're jealous of you. And they don't see you being anything more than what they see you as. And if you're crazy enough to let that come to life, then you've already lost. You got to have confidence in yourself, even if things are as bleak as they need to be. And they are bleak as hell right now. Some of us don't know which way is up. So we have to change it. We have to change ourselves first. Then we change the world. Maybe we'll change people around us too. Because at the end of the day, that's all they want us to do is destroy ourselves. Want to make examples out of us? Probably try to institute the draft and throw some of us in there that aren't getting leeway in certain areas to go and be sacrificed for a bunch of bullshit that we didn't ask for. But the realism of it all is, don't let it scare you. Ride this stuff out. You survive through all of this, you can speak out on it, and you can tell all of the younger generation that comes why to not let this crap happen again. Because this is not the first political mistake we've done. This is the most recent and possibly the most severe that we've gotten to. It's not right. It's not benefiting any of us. And it all could have been avoided. But we dropped the ball in 2014. And we dropped the ball in 2016. 
And now we have to try to make it to 2018 and 20. Luckily, 18, I hope 18 will make an impact for our government system. But at the end of the day, 2020 is going to be the one thing to change everything. And those of us out here in the independent media, we got to do what we need to do to make our impact. Don't just stay indie. Step your game up. Because we need anthems for people to remember us by. We need to become legends now. You understand what I'm saying? Because a lot of the rock stars that we idolized, they're going away. Their music's still here. Don't get, it, don't get it twisted now. Their music's still here. But we need to go ahead and make something for people to remember us by. To be voices of our generation. And only we can change the world. Even those of you that are up there in that 40 range and such like that. It's never too late for y'all. Make that change. Make that step. Do what you have to do. This is our time now. So don't sit there and be afraid of Donald Trump, North Korea, and all that stuff. That's what they want you to do. Don't let fear-mongering come in here and rule your life. Fix it. And start now. But outside of all that, though, ladies and gentlemen, it's good to be back on the J-Man Show. And that's all I have for you. I think next week I'll go back into another form of the J-Man show. Because there's a few movies I want to discuss with all of you. And I know it's about high time I went ahead and did some redemptions on some of these. So we'll go ahead and look into my guilty pleasure folder next week, okay? This is Jay, signing off.